explorers. Unfortunately, the recording of this interview came back a little bit choppy and a little bit echoey. So we apologize for the quality of the sound, but we think Katie's message is so important and we hope that the quality of her message still shines through and that you enjoy this episode. Hi, Explorers. Thanks for listening to Kids Who Explore Parent Edition. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. With winter season coming, we are so excited to have Elbow Mittens sponsoring today's episode. Are you worried about getting your little one outdoors in colder temperatures or wondering which mittens to buy for the ski hill? We at Kids Who Explore have had the pleasure of testing out elbow mittens on our own children and they have worked out so well. Not only are they functional, warm, and keep your kids' hands dry, they actually stay on, which is a huge win for any parent. My kids have not complained once about their hands being cold when wearing these mittens. And because they extend all the way up around their elbows, their little wrists aren't exposed to the cold and we can play outside longer. Elbow Mittens is a family-owned business from Minnesota originating in 1991. The patented long gauntlet mitten was designed by a mother of four trying to keep her children's wrists from getting cold and chapped in the long and cold Minnesota winters. Fast forward to today and they are loved by many families while they work hard to expand the outdoor community with good quality outdoor children's gear that actually works. Check out Elbow spelt L-B-O-W at www.elbow.com or their Instagram page at elbowgear to see why we are raving about this brand. Hey everyone, I'm Cindy Dowsett, mama to six-year-old son Jackson and three-year-old daughter Naya. Hi, I'm Lauren Riddick Everly, mama to baby girl, one and a half-year-old Collins. We're excited to be your host today. Katie Braswell of Wild and Well is a holistic nutritionist based in Boulder, Colorado. Katie's specific areas of interest are preconception health, fertility, prenatal nutrition and supplementation, gestational diabetes, breastfeeding and postpartum care, focusing on nurturing mama and baby. She specializes in functional nutrition for families, especially the mama or mama-to-be who's looking to maximize their time adventuring with their little ones. Katie offers one-on-one nutritional and supplementation consultation packages, custom meal plan and prep consults, as well as private and group yoga classes. She and her family love to adventure and are passionate about spending as much time as possible outdoors and in nature. So she has worked to master the perfect holistic, non-toxic first aid and adventure kit. This is super helpful information to have on hand as you prepare your first aid and adventure kit for your family. Hi, Katie. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. I'm really looking forward to learning from you because I'm really into natural living and I'm constantly looking for products to improve around my house to be free of toxins and all the things. And once I find a good swap for one product, I'm just right away onto the next one. Things even down to floss, you know, even little items like that, that we would find possibly in a first aid kit. So when it comes to first aid kits, often you just pick up a standard one at the store and it's hard to know what exactly is in each item. So what started you with your interest on this topic? Yeah. So like you mentioned, you know, kind of in my bio and my background. So I actually, before I came into the holistic nutrition space, I actually worked as a sales rep for the natural food industry. So I worked for companies like Justin's, Kind Bar, um, a company called Rebel out of the Bay Area. And I really became well-versed with what's in our food and what's in our um, products, our consumer goods that we use. And so that definitely, you know, sparked an interest, you know, which kind of led to my path to holistic nutrition and now working with, um, you know, clients on a one-on-one basis and, you know, group consults and whatnot. But um, 
So with that, you know, I kind of started to see how the industry as a whole and consumer products is, is geared and what else included in our food and our beauty products and skincare and cleaning products and everything. So, you know, with that, I definitely started to do a deep dive and say, okay, what areas of my life can I clean up and figure out as far as toxins, you know, what my toxic load is essentially. Um, because unfortunately toxins impact so much of our life, you know, whether it's our fertility, you know, hormone balancing, even for men, you know, oftentimes it can throw off a lot of their testosterone, you know, just different things in their life as well. Um, and then also the big thing, you know, with having little ones, you know, looking at our kids, what do we want them to be exposed to and what do we want to keep them away from? So, you know, one of those areas, because my family's so well-versed in um, travel and adventure and wanting to be outside, this was definitely a, a factor for us. And we actually just had our first baby um, last October. So he's just about to be one um, this year. But really with that, you know, we started to really think we have a camper and we get out a lot. And I'm like, okay, we really need to fine tune our first aid kit. So that led me to do a lot of research and really finding the areas that um, we really need to clean up the first aid kit. Because obviously you have your conventional things, you know, that need to be in there. Um, gauze. I always feel like, you know, and we'll get into this more, but like having like acetaminophen on hand, you know, some conventional products, obviously are, there's a need for them, you know, scissors, the conventional tapes, everything like that. But, you know, when you look at the specific ingredients, you know, for burns, for, um, you know, something that's like, you know, an, an, a spider bite or tick bite or ant bite or, you know, anything like that, you can definitely look at these alternative options that are really helpful. So that's kind of what led me to, to do that. I was actually having a conversation with my six-year-old last night, and I was trying to remember how the conversation got started and why we were talking about it. But the biggest question he came out of it was, well, mom, if there's toxins in products and they hurt us, then why are they in there? And I was just like, <laughs> a good wow, for six, like that is such a deep, good question. And babe, like, I wish I could give you the answer. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. aside from like some additives, <laughs> like other, you know, fast production. Right. Like <laughs> Yeah. And you know, and it's not really to the fault of the companies. You know, in conventional products, oftentimes, you know, they'll have these different petroleum ingredients or, you know, alcohols or sulfates because they are preservatives, or they actually help the compound work better as a whole. You know, for instance, like sometimes there will be heavy metals in products, and oftentimes heavy metals help you know, they can work kind of as a binder, kind of work to bring that ingredient together. So, you know, oftentimes I can't fault the companies for doing it because in a lot of ways, I think it's just the way the ingredients work best. Um, but in the kind of natural holistic side, there's, you know, just more and more research. And we're really lucky to be in this day and age where, you know, we're not just handed, you know, XYZ product. There's usually, you know, lots of individuals and creators and healers thinking of the next level. Like, how can we get Neosporin to be natural? You know, how can we get that same result? Um, we have to get to a point where we have to use a conventional, you know, situation like antibiotics, for instance. Like as a mom, I'm always going to research and get to the most holistic, you know, practice first. But then if we need medication and we need to take it to the next levels, certainly we have Western medicine here for a reason. So I always like to rely on that too. But yeah, to answer the question, you know, it's, it's tough, you know, because I think, um, I think you brought up a good point. I think sometimes it is just that industrialization, you know, it's getting stuff out as fast as possible. How can we make the compounds work um, rather than putting a little bit more effort into it? And oftentimes too, you know, with some holistic care products, it, the, it can be a little bit slower to catch on. You know, sometimes if you, you know, take a quick hit of, you know, a certain substance or a medication or, you know, even Tylenol, it hits fast, you know, so you're, 
you're pretty quick to see a result. Whereas on the holistic side of things, you know, sometimes it can take, you know, extra 24 hours to see a result. And sometimes I find that, you know, clients and, and people I work with, they're not used to that. They're like, it should work right away, but you know, it's working. It's just using these natural resources to get there. Absolutely. I see that all the time in my practice as well. And I think yeah. because a lot of people know that I practice traditional medicine, they assume that I'm 100% natural living and have absolutely nothing toxic in my house. And while right. I wish that I could say this is true, and I do absolutely, I try my hardest. I can tell you that my husband does half the grocery shopping and often he'll just buy what's on sale. <laughs> Right. That's exactly like my husband. Yeah. You never, you can't keep it a hundred percent all the time. Yeah. And I will say my mother-in-law is, is quite granola and I love her for that. So my husband has been raised well in terms of organic food. And, and so he does, right. he does pretty good. He does his best, good. but like, like all of us, we're doing our best. For sure. It's just the fact of like, you know, not being hard on yourself and not taking, you know, if you've had a conventional first aid kit or you've been using some toxic products all this time, it's okay. You can always start, you know, fresh and start just integrating small things, you know, one by one too. So absolutely. And so having a holistic first aid kit actually isn't something that I ever considered. Like we use essential oils and we have compostable band-aids, but, um, I'd love for you to tell us why you think people should consider choosing a non-toxic first aid kit over a conventionally sourced option. Yeah. So, you know, the big thing with these conventionally sourced first aid kits, you know, if you were just to go to REI and just pick up, you know, their standard first aid kit, while that's great to have on hand, and, you know, I think that everyone should have some option, you know, so if that's the only one you've sourced so far, you know, definitely keep traveling with that because it's obviously essential. But the big things with these conventionally sourced first aid kits is they are full of some chemicals. Um, some can be endocrine disruptors, meaning that they're pretty hard on the hormone system um, and our hormones in general, so that they can be pretty toxic for females, for kids, for, you know, men all alike. Um, so that's a big thing. The next would be uh, petroleum, alcohols, sulfates, any kind of preservative. A lot of the creams and ointments and oils have that. Um, in addition to that, you know, band-aids even, you know, have latex. And now we have several kids and, you know, individuals that have latex allergies. In latex too, there is, there are small traces of petroleum and you know, there is such a thing nowadays as, you know, having kind of petroleum toxicity in our bodies. Um, unfortunately, those that live closer to the ocean sometimes have a little bit stronger propensity of that. And, and down the line, that can just lead to some longer term um, health effects, you know, and that we're feeling from that. So, you know, with that, that's kind of the biggest factor. And that's kind of why I started on this was looking just to clean up the products that made sense and what that looked like for us. Um, the big thing is, you know, with carcinogens of any kind, you know, it's, it's all about what your body can handle and what your toxic load can take on. So any kind of, you know, thing that we can mitigate to remove those carcinogens, I think is, is largely helpful. Um, you know, if you're a family that spends a lot of time outside, you know, it's, uh, you know, some, you know, some families may not be able to adventure as much and get out. So maybe they're only using their first aid kit, you know, a couple of times a year, but if you're a family that likes to be out every weekend or several times a week, you know, that can be kind of, um, you know, a factor definitely to consider too. And people should definitely check out your website, livewildbewell.com, because you share so much holistic health knowledge, a lot of the things we've been talking about today. And you have an extensive list of how to pack a first aid kit. We've touched again on some of those today, like homemade neosporin, items for tummy aches, items to help with altitude change. Can you take a little bit of time to just share with us some items that people should really consider when building their first aid kit? Yeah. So, you know, I have, like, like you mentioned on my website, I actually have a great checklist that kind of goes through everything line by line, you know, but some of my favorite things, you know, and I'll probably start really with the most toxic thing and that's actually sunscreen. And I know there's a lot of hot topics and conversation around sunscreen now and really how, 
you know, we're kind of looking at skin cancer as a whole, right? And saying, okay, how can we protect our skin? How can we protect our bodies? But also really be mindful of what we've been putting on our skin all this time. You know, I know for me, for instance, my mom is a, she's a holistic nutritionist as well. And, you know, I grew up in a really, you know, granola, you know, um, household and, you know, even her really back in the day, you know, there wasn't a lot of conversation around the toxicity of sunscreens and what's actually in them. Like, I remember we were at the beach, like lathering on bullfrog, for instance, you know, which is probably now per the EWG is one of the most toxic, you know, options you can use. So again, no judgment with any of this, but, you know, one of the bigger things is to look at your sunscreen. You know, I always like to promote using SPF clothing first, and there's a lot of great non-toxic options like Coolio's great. Patagonia has a lot of great options and and those, there's a huge secondhand market for it too. So it could definitely be affordable. So definitely, you know, looking at that first, like I always, you know, with our little guy, even though we could put sunscreen on him after six months, I'm always like, okay, let's wait and just try to keep him covered as much as possible. Um, so yeah, definitely that first and foremost, but then looking at the sunscreens, trying to source one that's free of the main chemicals. So, you know, the big chemicals really is, um, oxybenzone is probably the most toxic one. Um, that's become, you know, pretty largely studied in regards to endocrine disruption. Um, you know, even thyroid issues, you know, all the things. So that's definitely something that, you know, I've tried to kind of educate my clients on and just finding a source that's good for them. Um, some great brands that I love beauty counters, amazing. Um, uh, super goop is really great. And there's even some other ones I know, like Leda has a great option and Badger. So, you know, just trying to find that. That's something to always keep in your first aid kit. And definitely that's kind of the most toxic in my mind. Um, you know, outside of that, some of my other favorites, calendula cream is is magical. Um, it comes from a marigold flower. And you can just apply this to any kind of scrapes, burns, stings, anything that's kind of itchy. Um, and it's really good. Um, Clench is just really soothing and really healing. So that's definitely something I love. Along that same line, kind of looking at, you know, mild burns and irritation, aloe vera gel is amazing. Um, I'm sure many people are familiar with that kind of prickly plant that you can actually break in half and get some aloe vera gel out of. And you can actually apply that to a, a topical, um, you know, irritation or um, a burn that's going on. Um, another thing, you know, that I definitely love, and I keep this on me, actually, it's in our diaper bag. I have this, you know, kind of, um, for us at all times. And again, you know, you have to be mindful too, of what ages to start using these products. So definitely consult your, you know, physician or your practitioner. If you have any questions for me, reach out specifically, but these are definitely on a, you know, case by case basis, but, um, Arnica creamer gel is great. Um, that's something that, you know, comes both, um, as in you can take them orally or it comes as a lotion. Um, and that's great for bruises, sprains, strains, everything. Um, so that's definitely something to keep on hand as well. You know, other things kind of along the same lines of wounds and scrapes, um, Manuka honey is super healing. It's, it can be a little bit expensive. So, you know, when sourcing it, you know, you don't need a lot of it. I always encourage people, there's even these individual little packs that are actually, I think I'm trying to remember the brand. I have to, I'll have to look it up, but it's actually on my website as well, but they're just little individual packets. And I just keep those are kind of just, you break them in half and you have a little bit of honey on hand. Um, those are great. You know, if, you know, if they do, if a child has, you know, a wound, I do recommend that we just use this on children that are over the age of two. Honey has a lot of antibacterial properties and it actually has a unique pH balance that promotes healing. So, you know, if a wound was nice and, you know, cleaned out, you could actually just apply some Manuka honey and cover it. And that would give a lot of healing that way. You know, in addition to that, you know, we talked a lot about essential oils and how healing they can be. You know, some that I like to keep in our kit are lavender is amazing. It's great for bug bites and headaches. 
tea tree oil can be great to use on, you know, poison ivy or poison oak or any kind of exposure to that. I do always recommend, though, if you are going to keep essential oils in your kit to have a carrier oil of some sort. So jojoba is great, Um, you know, or coconut oil, something that if you were going to use it on your little ones, it wouldn't be too hard on their skin. Some other things like that, um, you know, there's other essential oils, too. I know some people use um, geranium, you know, and you can kind of keep those depending on what works for your kit and what you're looking for. Witch hazel is a thing that I love. Um, you know, that's great on cuts, scrapes, insect bites, windburn. I've been actually working too to find the best non-toxic neosporin. And there's some great um, in, great uh, recipes that you can actually make this as a homemade option um, to use witch hazel or kind of, you know, something to kind of beef it up on your own. But there's actually a great product that I love that um, is super non-toxic. It's really easy to source and it's, um, it's pretty affordable and that's good goo. And you can actually get that on Amazon. And I found that that's been perfect. That's something that we'll also keep in our diaper bag just on hand and ready to have for our little guy if needed. In addition to that, you know, pain relievers and fever reducers. I know we talked about, you know, I always still have acetaminophen on hand at all times. Um, you know, Tylenol, Motrin, our little guy's still in the infant category. So we always have that. There's a really great company that's kind of um, been new in the last maybe like eight to 10 months is um, Genexa. And they have a lot, they have a whole line of non-toxic, um, over-the-counter pain relievers and fever reducers and cough syrups and everything. So that's great. If you're kids of age, that that would work for them. I would definitely look into Genexa. You can get it from Amazon Target. It's at most major retailers. So that's a perfect thing to have on hand. Um, and with that too, would be, you know, looking at, um, you know, kind of on the supplement side, probiotics are huge. That's, you know, great to have for your little ones. I know there's lots of great brands as well. Mary Ruth's is one of my favorite. That's always good, you know, if there was something where your little one had an upset stomach and you needed to, you know, dose a little bit more of probiotic for them and kind of like work to heal their gut lining. That's great to have. Um, there's a couple brands that I like for adults that are Thrive and Seed. They make great probiotic um, blends too that you could use. You know, looking to it like cough syrups, you know, another favorite that I have is um, Zarbies. Again, non-toxic. They um, they've removed all alcohol dyes, artificial flavors out of their cough syrups, which is another thing. You know, we kind of want to look for in conventional medicine. A lot of times, there's food colorings and dyes and just artificial flavors we're trying to avoid. So Zarbies is a great option for that. You know, and then the traditional things to have in a you know first aid kit. Non-toxic wipes are great. Lip balm. Um, lip balm is a huge um, source of petroleum typically in conventional products. So looking for lip balm options that avoid petroleum or are natural in form are amazing. So, you know, some of my favorites are Badger. Beauty Counter also has a really great one. It comes in a little canister. Um, Will Leda has a lot. Uh, Evan Healy. Those are all going to be petroleum free and definitely non-toxic. You know, and in addition to that, like other first aid kit essentials, cold packs, matches, ace bandages, scissors, tweezers, thermometers, quick clot moleskin, cotton gauze, you know, those are going to kind of be our conventional things that we want to keep in our first aid kit at all times um, that we don't really want to get rid of. Um, in addition to that, electrolytes are always huge. Um, great to have on hand for little ones, also adults. Um, some adult versions of electrolytes that I love are Element, um, Ultima, Scratch Labs are amazing. And then, you know, on the same lines, looking at working with nausea and upset stomach, I love, you know, having chewable ginger available and peppermints. Those are really nice. They sometimes too can be a little bit of an encouragement for, for our little ones if we're looking to move a little faster on the trail or, you know, have them, you know, have a little bit more motivation to go the extra mile. 
Those are nice. Next thing would be Band-Aids, looking for latex and petroleum-free options. I love Welly. Welly, they make the cutest little um, bandages. They call them bravery badges. And those are 100% organic, latex-free, petroleum-free. Um, you can get those on Amazon or at Target. So those are things I definitely like to keep. And then the last thing would be, and this is kind of for kids, um, you know, age range would definitely be probably eight plus on this, but activated charcoal is great, um, great for adults alike. This would be for an upset stomach or if they're, you know, something's just kind of uneasy or nauseous, activated charcoal can be great for that. I know there's a lot of companies now that are using charcoal to use um, on like skin products and masks to kind of remove toxins. So it's known to have that um, property. So it's great to use in, um, as in capsule form if you're starting to feel sick or anything's kind of coming on. So those are pretty much my main things. I know I kind of ran through those kind of quickly. I just wanted to kind of run through, you know, each thing that I like to have included. Um, and like I said, I have a great um, kind of list of these things on my website and a guide to buying these so that you have that on hand to use when you're shopping and when you're sourcing things. Wonderful. I'll link that up because yes, I love so many of these brands that you've named. And I was also thinking so many of these things are great for postpartum or just to have yes. hand at home. But now my shopping list is very extensive after <laughs> that. So thank you. I'd love yeah. to quickly touch on lavender. I know lavender has a lot of amazing benefits, but I recently heard it also has a little bit of a natural hormone disruptor. So, or it, it, sorry, it is a little bit of a natural hormone disruptor. So can you speak to that at all? Yeah, you know, so that's kind of something that's, it's been coming up, I would say probably in the last, I don't know, year, there's been more conversation and tea tree oil actually is of the same accord. Um, you know, what they're saying is it's like persistent exposure to lavender um, could be, they're seeing some links, you know, on some of the studies they've done um, in the past, you know, I guess a couple of years here. So what I always say is, you know, it's natural in form. And, you know, when we're looking at kind of endocrine disruption and potential hormone disruption, you know, it'd have to be repetitive use, you know, pretty often. And, and unfortunately, you know, with these chemical products that we use or, you know, like the sunscreens and whatnot that do have the same property, that endocrine disruption, they're just, they're so much more potent and there's so much more, um, you know, toxins and ingredients in the whole, you know, chemical compound essentially. So, with lavender tea tree oil, you know, if we use them sparsely, you know, use them, you know, let's say, you know, I personally don't really choose to diffuse lavender oil or tea tree, you know, knowing this about it, that it has this, you know, propensity to cause endocrine disruption, or it could be this or could be X. I'll just use it, you know, as needed for a headache, you know, so maybe that's like once a month, you know, or if, you know, we're out adventuring and my little one has a bug bite, you know, I'll put a little bit of coconut oil with a little dab of lavender oil, you know, it's so sparsely used. I think what, from what the studies I've read, it's like extensive use with lots of lavender oil, like, you know, just kind of really almost like you're bathing in it type thing is, you know, kind of thing. And like they're saying persistent exposure could be associated to premature development, you know, of our young ones and kind of causing that hormone disruption. So I think with using a good carrier oil, literally just using a drop, totally fine. In my opinion, I think it's less of a toxicity to me than using, you know, some sort of you know, other, you know, soothing ointment or, you know, something that's full of petroleum or, a, you know, a foreign chemical. Wonderful. Thank you. Another thing I'll link up is you briefly mentioned the EWG. I know what that is and that's the ratings of all the products. So you can see what's in it. Skindeep.com is another place people can get that website. But I just wanted to mention that because you just brushed over it really quick and some people might not know. So they can check that out to see the ratings of all these products. Yeah. And the, the EWG or the environmental working group is amazing. They have a great app as I'm sure, you know, like you can go in and 
actually type in the product and it'll give you the full rundown of, you know, the chemicals in the product and, you know, what to look out for. And they actually give it a rating. So it's a really useful, you know, product to have on hand or, um, or, a, um, a tool to use on hand when we're looking at different products and what we should source for our family. So I was loving that list that you were giving. I was trying to write down as much of it as I could, specifically the brands. <laughs> I hope you have that listed on your website. <laughs> I do. Yes. <laughs> a lot of them I actually have in my home, but I, that's just it. They're in my home. Like I never thought to put them um, in a kit to take out the outside with me. Like it was just my homemade, you know, first aid kit for when we're at home. But yeah, I love the idea of of putting it um, in a bag and bringing it on the trail. So do you just take these products and put them into different bottles or things like that to adjust the size and uh, quality of your kits based on your adventures? Yeah. So that's the cool thing. And, you know, I've always thought it's fun to kind of put together your own first aid kit because it's a great time to upcycle and recycle things in your house. So, you know, we just use kind of like an old stuff sack that we had that was perfect. So we just threw everything in there. And then, yeah, so I'll just use different canisters, you know, like a lot of things like that green, um, the green goo, that's the Neosporin alternative that comes in its own kind of tin, you know, so I'll just keep that in there. Um, and then I'll, they have refillable options, which is neat. So it's, you know, another good example of, you know, upcycling and recycling and using the same, um, containers and having kind of a zero waste situation. So yeah, so I'll just kind of fill each thing. I'll keep little, um, there's a, a couple of cool companies. I know I've like gotten these little containers at REI that I'll just reuse. Um, I know there's a company called Cadence too. They make these little um, kind of containers. That they, I use them either for like probiotics or pills or, you know, whatever I'm trying to put in like supplement wise. Um, so yeah, it's a great opportunity just to use stuff around your house or, you know, buy new containers where you don't have to throw stuff away and kind of just source that way. Wonderful. Thank you so much for upping our first aid kit game. <laughs> where can people find you to follow along? So yeah, so definitely through my website. So livewildbewell.com or on Instagram, also livewildbewell. And then, um, I have, you know, social channels, Facebook, Pinterest, um, the same handle that can be found there. And so. I offer, you know, um, supplemental and nutritional consultation packages and also to review stuff like this sometimes with clients just to look at cleaning up their homes and, you know, kind of trying to remove toxins and clean up their lifestyle too for their families and the health of those around them. That's so great. I will link that all up. Okay, let's end with Cindy asking you some quick fire questions. Yes, this has been great. Thank you so much. And then uh, I feel like this next question, you'll have a lot of good answers to it, which is unfortunate because my husband and I are doing a no spend October. And this episode has really made me want to go shopping. <laughs> oh no. So first question. In the last few months, what was your best purchase under $100? So definitely, you know, this is kind of repetitive because I bought one of these in the past, but I just bought a new one. And I'm still as equally as excited about it as I was when I bought it years ago. And that's my Instant Pot. I just got a bigger one. <laughs> and um, it's this is something like we just use all the time. I, I couldn't promote it more definitely with meal planning and prepping and on the nutrition side of things, it gives you so many options. I mean, you can cook a whole chicken in 10 minutes. So it makes it really easy. You can make bone broths. It's amazing. So that's definitely been my favorite purchase. I, I had a smaller size before and I was like, okay, it's time to go bigger because now I can prep more meals and, and have things on hand. So as a nutritionist, that's like definitely my most exciting thing recently. Such a good one. And like you said, cooking the whole chicken too. use that, um, everything left behind for the bone broth afterwards. It's like two in one. It's perfect. You right. get a family meal and I know. bone broth. Right. That's the thing. It couldn't be more perfect. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. 
Can you share a book, show, or podcast recommendation right now? Yeah. So I would say, you know, I'm not a big TV person. You know, typically I, I, I'm, you know, working, we have a little one, so I have some childcare during the day, but then at night I usually use that time to try to work as much as I can and get things done. But um, my husband's always like, can we find a show that you would watch and you would enjoy? But we actually came across Ted Lasso recently, which has been, um, uh, I think it's on Apple TV. And that's been like such an uplifting, positive show. I think that's, the big thing before bed, I never like to watch anything that's scary or, you know, it's going to be kind of like lingering on my mind. And Ted Lasso is just such a happy go lucky show. So I've really been enjoying that for some positivity and, and good feelings in the world. So I love that. Awesome. I haven't heard of it. I'll have to check it out. Thanks. All right. If there is no time or money limit, where would you travel or explore? I think, you know, that's, that's a tough question because there's like so many places I would love to see and so many new experiences I want to have. But since I was little, I've always wanted to really explore the Himalaya and, um, and kind of that region of the world and spend time, you know, I've always been like, I want to go, I haven't always felt like I wanted to climb Everest, but I've always wanted to go to advanced base camp or base camp to kind of see the culture and, you know, really it just kind of trek all through that region. So I think that's something, you know, and it's hard because in this, you know, in our world, it's hard to get enough time to travel there and really make sense of that. Because obviously, it's like, you know, planes, trains and automobiles to get to that area. So if I hadn't, you know, plenty of time and money and great resources, I would definitely try to spend time there. Awesome. Snap your fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for everything today. This has been so informative. I really appreciate it. Good. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I love being a part of this community and um, have enjoyed spending time with you all today. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms.